Brazilians are, are really afraid of uh, saying no. Sometimes they will say yes just to be polite <laughs> uh, or just don't answer. So sometimes it's, it's a bit hard to understand if um, uh, the, the conversation is really going well or not. that helps you open and thrive in foreign markets. This is Steve here, your host speaking, and today we are going to take a close look at a market that is very seldomly considered as one of the first markets to expand into. Yet, the potential there is exponential. Well, that is, if you manage to make it, obviously. I'm talking about Brazil. And who better than Danilo Gomez, international business developer for business fronts based in Brazil, to talk about this topic. He's about to share how to approach this market, the cultural differences that matter if you want to do business there, the best channels to use to reach out to prospects, and why networks are key to make it happen there. Oi, bom dia, Danilo. How are you doing? Thank you so much for coming here in, onto the International Corner podcast. Hello, Jifan. Thank you for inviting me. It's a really pleasure to be here today. <laughs> Thanks. I'm very excited to talk about Brazil and, and discover how huge of a potential this market is to scale for companies. And sometimes that, that's you know like not actually from the first choices when we think about global expansion. But perhaps before getting into the matter, could you start by introducing yourself to the audience, what you do, and Business France? Yes. So um, uh, currently, I'm working with Business France, which is the public French agency uh, to support French companies to export. Uh, we help French companies to go globally. So we have a Business France all around the world. And I'm part of the Brazilian team, which is part of the Latin American team. And um, we also help uh, foreign companies to go to France. So we, we do both ways. And uh, our main job is to, to help to remove all the obstacles to do companies so they can export to foreign markets. So uh, we help them to find uh, uh, pertinent contacts um, that may be clients, uh, distributors, integrators, uh, investors, or even if they, they need. Uh, we also make uh, for uh, market studies to, to know how they place themselves with uh, the concurrence. And um, also, we help with uh, some uh, advices, cultural devices as well. And uh, we organize uh, meetings and events. So everything can be easier to the company to export globally. And in Brazil, uh, this is the, the interesting part because there's a lot of different regulations, different cultural aspects. And we help the companies to understand them and to adapt to the market. Brazil is, is uh, as you said, it's a really uh, a big market. It's, uh, it's a very interesting to scale here. Uh, very 
adaptive people that can really buy stuff and uh, French solutions are really uh, going well here. So it's a really interesting market to to explore and uh, we are here to help to remove all the obstacles to French companies. All right. And what's your role exactly in there? Yeah, so uh, in Business France, we work with all sectors. There's uh, agro, agriculture, uh, industry, and uh, luxury, cosmetics, and I'm part of the tech team. So we, all, all the innovative and technological solutions uh, that come to us, so I, with my team, we uh, help the, the tech companies to, to go into the Brazilian market. So, uh, yes, tech is in practically everything, but uh, when there's a, uh, when we see that the company is looking for tech context, like, uh, let's, say, let's say like that, we help them. So, uh, like uh, fintech, uh, cybersecurity, uh, retail tech, ad tech, uh, this kind of solutions really, really technological. So, that's when we me and my team, we help the companies. Hmm. Okay, I see. Um, thanks for introducing yourself and, and, and business friends, like much clearer for me. I want to start before digging into today's question with what I call the icebreaker. Just imagine you have a dice, right, with six faces. Just pick a number between one and six and I will read you a question and, and you know, hopefully you can answer to the best of your ability. Okay, six. So number six is, what is the most painful lesson you've learned on the job so far? Oh, the most painful lesson is um, uh, the cultural difference uh, in the saying no. Like, mm-hmm. Brazilians are really afraid of uh, saying no. Sometimes they will say yes just to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or just don't answer. So sometimes it's, it's a bit hard to understand if um, uh, the, the conversation is really going well or not. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, and uh, yes, that can be an obstacle sometimes, can be difficult. So you, you have to be prepared as well to be patient because uh, sometimes the, the answer can take longer because it's no for now, but uh, yes for later, but... Brazilians don't really say no. So it's a will be, maybe, we see later, uh, yes, even yes, but not no. <laughs> How could we know when uh, yes is an actual no? Like, is there any, you know, tip for this or? Yes. Um, in, in Brazil, we even, despite, despite the, the pandemics, um, in Brazil, the physical context is, is really important, still really important. So if it's possible to, to the content to come here and meet the people personally, it's better. That yeah. that way we can really feel because it, uh, we can analyze the, the body language and uh, the tone of the person. So it's better to understand. So you can understand uh, uh, beyond the words that people say. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is patience, because uh, yes, sometimes it's, uh, as I said, it's no for now, but Brazilian won't say no, but it doesn't mean a, a definitive no. So uh, patience and uh, be here and meet people personally, that's uh, the best thing to do. All right. Very 
wise advice, as you say, patience and physical, basically, try to actually come and, and meet the, the actual person. Mm. Yeah. Maybe those cultural differences, and we'll come back later to that as well, but are part of the reason why today very few EMEA companies are considering Brazil as a market to expand at first. From your point of view, like why should any startup, scale-up, or even you know, company consider doing business in, in Brazil? Like Why should they think about Brazil? Yeah, I think that um, Brazil is not, is not really the, the first uh, country that people think because of, well, first is the geographical distance. So, uh, yes, it's, uh, as I said, it's, uh, the physical contact is important, but come to here is uh, expensive and, uh, and demands uh, logistics. So it's a kind of complicated and uh, the language as well. So uh, this can be a, a blockage. But um, uh, one of the things that's interesting here is like Brazil is still a Western country. So there's still a Western culture that's very similar to, to European companies, French companies. And uh, because of that, there are a lot of uh, European solutions that really work here. And Brazilians are really not uh, closed to the foreign solutions. Mm. Um, and we have a lot of North American solutions because of the geographical uh, proximity, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, with European as well because of this cultural fit. And uh, here, uh, for example, in Brazil, um, one of the countries that really uh, employ people is uh, the French. So you have uh, like Carrefour is the okay. biggest supermarket uh, chain here. And uh, 39 of the companies of the CAC 40, the, the biggest um, uh, French uh, index of the stock market, are present in Brazil. So. Brazilians are really not closer to the European market, to the European solutions, and uh, we already worked with uh, very uh, French tech solutions that came here and uh, could do, do business, could uh, find partners and could deploy their solutions here, and uh, they really work. Mm, I see. And from your perspective, how... Competitive, I would say the market is obviously is going to depend. Uh, I would say um, um, on the vertical, on the on on the industries. But compared to markets like the U.S. or you know some of the European countries, how competitive are the markets there? Yeah, that's something interesting. Brazil is um, well, it's a developing uh, market, so it's not like the United States or Europe where where uh, we have uh, so many things, really, really many things that are already work. Uh, an example for us uh, is fintech sector. And so fintech came to kind of replace the banking, the traditional banks. Here in Brazil, we had a really deficitary bank system. It's, it was really slow, complicated, bureaucratic. And the fintech came and... Uh, make it very agile, make it very uh, user-friendly to, to young people, but to other people as well. 
And uh, it was very interesting because uh, we were really behind the European United States in the sector. But because of this uh, deficitary system, we had to take a leap, a huge leap. And, uh, and the acceleration was very, really fast in comparing to, to the European or the, or the US market. Because we have the need here. We have more needs than the, the US, more needs than uh, the European Union. And because of that, when you have a tech solution, when you look for it, uh, it's the acceleration is, is really big. So uh, that's, that's uh, I think it's something interesting. The needs here are bigger, and because of that, um, the the solutions can really work. Even even so, that uh, there are maybe already some uh, some uh, players in the market. Brazilian market is so big that uh, it's possible to come here and try to do business. Hmm. All right. So as you're saying, because it's a developing market right now, there's so many opportunities. And if you, I guess, find the right way to break into the market, uh, there's a huge opportunity to scale. Exactly. <laughs> Noted. You mentioned, obviously, that fintech is you know, one of the industries you saw that uh, was really capable of transforming the status quo within the banking market. Do you have other examples of industries that perhaps work really a lot there? Yeah, I would say also agrotech because Brazil is also a very agricultural country. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we export many, many raw materials to the world and mainly food in the food sector. And uh, we need also technology to 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 this sector as well so um i was uh, reading another day there's um, news about the agrotech sector and there are needs for example drones and uh, uh, tech solutions to to the weather and so on we uh, we have a, a very big country so there are many many farms that could use this kind of technology and there are already some uh, French companies that develop this kind of solution. So this is an opportunity for them. What's mm. uh, also retail, as, as I mentioned, mm. uh, Carrefour is also a big player here. So when we have uh, tech solutions for retail, it's, it could really work as well here. And another opportunity I, I, I must mention is cybersecurity. Really, mm. Brazil has a big deficiency on this. And uh, this is something that uh, Brazilians are really looking for solutions, uh, not only in the country, but in also in other continents, because this is a really a huge need here. It's a rich, huge problem, not only for the banking, banking system, but for retail as well. And, and we have uh, data protection here. So mm -hmm. uh, data leaks, a lot of data leaks. So cybersecurity here in Brazil is a really opportunity here as well. All right. Very nice. All right. So you mentioned fintech, agritech, retail, cybersecurity, obviously. But as you mentioned, I think this is definitely opportunity everywhere right now. It's uh, where when uh, every other companies might have like to really be careful or looking at or seeing, I would say, uh, the business slowing down, cybersecurity is going through the roof. Good for them. <laughs> now we talked about why Brazil have opportunities for companies to actually get there and do business. Let's talk about how to get there, like how to make it happen, how to make business. 
What are for you important aspects to have in mind if you want to do business in Brazil? You you mentioned that meeting people uh, physically speaking and that be careful with the with the yes that sometimes mean mean no. But do you have other important aspects that any company should consider when they are contemplating doing business there? Yes. Um... Get, getting some help is, is, is a really good advice. I mean, not really trying to come alone because uh, all of these uh, different uh, cultural aspects, as I mentioned, um, that's what business friends can really help because uh, our, our team is not only composed by, by Brazilians, but also for French. So they can understand both cultures, both European and Latin American culture. And we can really make this bridge between these uh, two uh, cultural aspects. And uh, that's something that uh, is really interesting to do, is to take some locals to understand the, the cultural differences and to understand also the regulatory differences because, yes, we have many regulations in Brazil, so... Sometimes this can be confusing even for Brazilians. And in business transfer, we also have partners that we can uh, redirect people when when that comes to, to understand the really jurisdiction and the jurisdiction system, the, the regulations, the regulatory agencies. We know who to contact and we have the contacts in these agents. This is really interesting as well. And um, another thing is to understand the cultural difference inside Brazil because, well, Brazil is a huge country and we also have uh, the cultural differences between Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro mm. and the Rio de do Sul and the Amazonas in the north of Brazil. So also to understand this, but uh, to understand this is what another thing that can help the French network here, for example, and there are a lot of Europeans that are really, really live in Brazil. In, Brazil, in Sao Paulo, we have the French Tech, that's uh, the, the network for the tech companies. And uh, this can really help because of the networking here. So we have the French Tech. We have also many associations uh, from different countries as well. The, the chambers of commerce of each country as well. Uh, the net local networking can really help because there are some Europeans that already came here that uh, have the experiences. They know what, what they did wrong, what they did right, and mm -hmm. can also uh, give advice. So I, I would say that local network is also a really uh, important thing to, to observe. You just wanted to come back on one point you mentioned. You said that it's important to get the cultural differences inside Brazil, right? Mm, yeah. Can you give some examples? Like, are there some cities or some regions where it's better to begin with that you would recommend? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, most of the companies and, uh, well, I would say that because also the city I know better is Sao Paulo as the better, as the best starting point because of um, it's really business city like is uh, some kind of Brazilian New York because there are really a huge number of uh, the companies that are here and uh, a, a huge number of uh, foreigners as well. Re Sao Paulo is a really big city that can 
everyone is here like uh, like say like that we have uh, many um, people from different countries and uh, in, among these people are the business people and uh, it's the biggest market in Brazil as well because it's the biggest city we have uh, like 11 million only in the city of of uh, Sao Paulo, there are 11 million uh, people. So mm. starting here is, is already starting with a big market. But mm. it depends also of the solution, of course. Like, uh, as, as I mentioned, for the agriculture, agrotech, uh, well, the, the headquarters can be Sao Paulo, but the business will, will be done in the mid, in the center region of uh, uh, Brazil because most of the farms are concentrated there. Um, and uh, we can think as well in, in some uh, ecosystems that are being made for cities, like in Rio de Janeiro right now, there's a will of the public uh, government mm -hmm. to make Rio the capital of the blockchain ecosystem in Brazil. So they will start accepting Bitcoin, for example, to pay uh, the, the taxes. And uh, there will be the Web Summit this year in Rio de Janeiro. And they will be talking uh, about cryptocurrencies and blockchain as well. Uh, there are some events in Rio de Janeiro that are uh, redirected for this uh, subject. So uh, we can also analyze where there's uh, this movement to create an ecosystem for that specific sector. So mm -hmm. I'll say today, for example, in cryptocurrencies, in blockchain, Rio de Janeiro can be better. But mm -hmm. we, we can analyze that with the, the company to see where, where they, they can be a bigger, bigger cultural fit and an economic fit for the, the solution. All right. Uh, therefore, you mentioned as the important uh, it's to... Um, get some advice, right, uh, with like with some partners on uh, how to navigate regulation, the system, politics, etc. Then you mentioned maybe work with networks that could be whatever local network uh, from your um, countries of origin networks, like French network, US, uh, chamber of commerce, local networking as well with our, with actors that went through this uh, market opening phase and that can share. I would say the do's and don'ts of their adventure and their and their journey. Mastering, you mentioned as well, the cultural differences inside Brazil. It's very important. And I guess meeting people actually, like physically speaking, is, uh, is um, very important as well. Yes. Yes, and that's, uh, that's where uh, partnering with Business Francis uh, would be really useful. I, I mean, all this this... I just mentioned is uh, what we do. Like we we can prepare the company to adapt to these different cultures, to this um, to to the regulatory differences, and uh, to to participating in events, uh, meet people personally, meet uh, people that are really important to the to the business. So uh, that's was interesting with uh, working with business friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, noted. Um, let's talk about lead acquisition channel now. What we really want to understand, I think, is how do we, how do we make it work? Like how to reach out to Brazilians, how to raise or pick their interest. 
what are for you the best channels that companies should use to reach out to prospects? Yes, well, mailing in Brazil, it's uh, really uh, still useful. Okay. Um, but very formal. So yeah, for first contact, it can, can work. Cold call can work as well. But uh, another thing that really works here in Brazil is WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. So um, as uh, WhatsApp became a really an unreplaceable tool for business in general, because uh, most of the companies use it. Not only physical people, but also legal people here use it. So um, WhatsApp is a really interesting way of uh, reaching out to people because we, we have the photo of the people, the number. It gives some uh, uh, confidence and uh, legitimacy to the to contact your request, let's say. And uh, it's really instantaneous. So that's how Brazil like it. How easy is it to find phone numbers in Brazil? Like, I don't know if you use Lucia or whatsoever. Uh, I don't know if there's a solution, a tech solution that helps finding numbers, but how easy is it? Yeah, Lucia solutions and solutions like that that uh, can, we can link with LinkedIn are very useful as well because mm -hmm. uh, Brazilians also really use LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is really popular here. And when you use tools that can uh, integrate with LinkedIn, they uh, they can be useful. So yeah, Lucia, for example, is one of the uh, I use. And, and other add-ons that you can, uh, plugins you can install in your browser that can integrate with LinkedIn are, are useful as well. Uh, they are not always updated. So uh, it's our job also to try the numbers and uh, try to reach out people with the numbers that are available. And uh, otherwise, it's the, net, the local networking. The networking is very, very useful as well to, to find the right contact in the right place in the right time. All right. So you would say then networking and WhatsApp are the best ways right now like to find your way through prospects? Yes. That's uh, very important for Brazilian, yes, to, to meet people, to know them. Yeah, it, the WhatsApp channel works wonder, does wonders as well in uh, Spain. So I'm guessing maybe it's also a, a Latin thing to, uh, yeah, to, to, maybe maybe, prefer, yeah. <laughs> uh, to maybe prefer using WhatsApp. <laughs> yes, I, I, because I think it's more instantaneous. So I, I think Brazilian like it, like when it's fast, like <laughs> uh, let's talk already. It's not just be formal with mail, like let's like, talk by WhatsApp. So the really mm. reason thing as well. All right. And like, what's the best approach as well? Like when you, when you reach out through WhatsApp or how do you raise interest there? Yeah, it's, it has to be a balance uh, between formal and informal because yes, if you are too formal, in most of the cases, it will sound cold. Like uh, there are already some um, prejudice with Europeans that they are really cold and Brazilians are uh -huh. not so cold. So uh, try to be informal without be too informal. Like uh, the first thing we ask is to do bem. It's <laughs> really is kind of a joke because when you do it with Brazilian, but uh, because we ask literally every time, as everyone is like really bom dia to do bem. It's, uh -huh. it's like a uh, How is it going you know, in, in Portuguese? But to really uh, ask that is, is the, the 
the starting point because mm -hmm. really we, we don't we don't want to be cold we we have to do this icebreaker in the first conversation as well and uh, not to be too, too informal because we're still not friends we still don't know each other so it has to be this balance uh, between the formal and informal in the first conversation mm, all right and when you say it's great to meet brazilian Mm, what's the best way uh, to give you an example for instance in in spain it's great to suggest lunch and then you know you have two sometimes two or three hours long lunches with prospects um and and but that's when the best conversations happen and that's also when the best business gets done would you say that there are some specific ways uh, that you should Go about meeting Brazilians? Is it also during lunch? Is it actually a more formal meeting? Is it just, I don't know, after hours, just go for a, for, for, for a beer or something? Is there any, any advice on that? Yes. And in that way, I, I think uh, I would say it's very similar to, to Spain. Uh, the informal hours are the best to get the best conversations, to rest to get the best uh, info, the information. So um, participating in events, for example, in business events, it's already interesting because we can meet people and then we can talk to them right uh, right there mm -hmm. and uh, invite them to, to get a beer uh, after the event, to, to have lunch together, and then the, there are the best moments to get conversation. When people are already in Brazil, already living here, uh playing soccer for example <laughs> it's really good to to do network and to get the best information so uh, mm -hmm. even uh, some members of, of my team at the play soccer with the 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 french people that came here from from former companies and uh that's when we learn what the, the companies are planning to do and in the formal conversations like that it can really get awesome uh, in that way uh, to to know what they are planning to do, what they are, are already doing, the people they want to meet. Sometimes in, in the far informal conversations that mm -hmm. we can get the, this this kind of information. So yes, yeah, so with, with Brazilian, I would say like the relaxed moments uh, are the best. So yes, come here and invite them to to get a beer, to get some drink, to coffee, or just lunch. It's, it's really it's really nice. All right, really nice well, approach. you heard it. You might you might even want to start playing soccer, people, if you want to to make it happen there. <laughs> oh yeah, so, so soccer is is like a religion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's a really nice moment as well to to relax and to to have and some to fun and people. yes. All right, um, talking to the matter of culture still. Could be about reaching out, could be about negotiations, but do you have some cultural differences that you think we should be aware of if any company wants to get into the Brazilian market? Yes. Um, well, I would say that in most of the cases, not to be too too cold, just as, a, as I mentioned, because this is a really already a prejudice we have about European people. So do the icebreakers, uh, I think it would be important mm -hmm. because, uh, yes, remain too formal. We, we create a distance that maybe 
the Brazilian world feels so comfortable to to buy the solution, to negotiate, to be partners with. So uh, the, the balance I just mentioned is very important because uh, yes, to, to be too formal, we create a distance that will be sometimes be too big to, to recover after. So mm. try to have this balance from the beginning. Yep. All right. Therefore, being not friendly, but not too cold, as you said, like the, the icebreaker yeah. is very important at the beginning. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, of course, this is a generality. Um, we have some Brazilians that are some somewhat cold and distant, so we have to feel this in the conversation as well. When you mm-hmm. do with people that uh, we feel that they are not so... Uh, they don't like so many jokes, they don't like so many icebreakers. Okay, we re- remain formal. And we can only uh, realize that in the conversation with the people and we miss them personally. This is the best moment to, to understand who you are talking with, who you are talking to, and uh, how we talk to these people. Mm. What about commitment? Mm, why do I bring this here? It's because I understand that depending on the countries, I would say people can have a different relationship with commitment. For instance, in India, it's virtually impossible to ask for your or to your contract. They will always force you to do a POC before. In Germany, they can commit to a long term. Uh, they can usually do three, five years very easily. But oh my gosh, to get there, it's going to take you like two years of convincing to actually get there. How are Brazilians re- regarding that? Can they commit to a... A few years relationship right off the bat, or do do they feel more comfortable with like piloting or doing POCs every time before? Yeah, and the best approach here would be the trial periods because yes, um, sometimes when they don't know it for from from the start, they won't be so confident to sign for so many years. So the best approach here is to have like test and uh, trial periods, uh, solutions like uh, subscriptions, just like uh, Netflix when you can and uh, call off at any time as well. They really work here. So yeah, um, commitment here, it's, it's uh, kind of uh, hard, but uh, when you get the confidence of the, the company, when you grow this relationship with them, they can be really... Uh, no, but we can have this fidelity with the, the company as well, with the solution. If they, they really trust well, who they are working with mm-hmm. and this relationship grow with the time, mm-hmm. then uh, at that time that uh, the company will really uh, apply to this, this solution and for many years. All right. All right. So piloting is still the best way to, to go about it. What about, uh, I just have something in mind right now. It's um, about remote work, right? I guess since COVID, every company has become worldwide speaking, obviously, but a little bit more flexible towards remote working. How easy is it right now to sail into Brazil without having a physical presence? Would you say that it's mandatory today? I know you mentioned that it's good to meet people, but do you think that there's still a way to start selling to Brazilians, maybe just at the start, right, without being physically there? Or for you, it's almost impossible to do it re- remotely? 
Yeah, I, I would say it's really hard, not impossible, but yeah, hard. As, as I said, Brazilians really like the physical contact. But if it's not possible to the, the person to come here and to meet people personally, uh, the best thing to do is to have someone that speaks Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese in the team. Uh, that would, would help a lot. Uh, the European Portuguese is, um, don't, doesn't work so so well in, in this in this matter because uh, it's a really, really different some some expressions. It's like Quebec mm -hmm. French and French French. Yeah. So there are some differences that can really uh, sometimes difficult the communication. So have someone that speaks Brazilian in in the team mm -hmm. uh, helps. And have someone here that can make this bridge helps too. So uh, that then again, uh, working with business friends is, is interesting because we are physically here. So if the company can't be here, we are here. So we can already have this bridge. The, the Brazilian contact, we, we know that someone is already in Brazil to, I think, can communicate with if there's any kind of problem. And... Um, the, the other thing is to be available in the hours for the customer support if anything goes wrong. Mm. So that's, uh, I would say, uh, is, is the most difficult part, actually. So uh, to know how to answer to the problems, to, to be available in, in the hours that the client will be available as well. And but uh, I say that what would be really mandatory is the Brazilian have someone that speaks Brazilian Portuguese mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the team. Uh, without that, if don't have anything, anyone that can speak Portuguese and, and we don't have anyone that come here in Brazil, it, it would be really, really hard to, to make business here. But um, as I mentioned, we can facilitate uh, the things, uh, make things easier when we have local contacts here that we can rely on like business mm. friends and other partners. Mm. All right, very clear. So if I just sum up a little bit the last advice you gave us uh, regarding culture and how to navigate this, to not be too cold and try to use icebreakers to make sure that building trust starts on the right foot, to maybe use trial period when, it, when we talk to commitment at first so that Brazilian can get warmer, get to know you, and, and after go for the big commitments. You, uh, for you, very important. Yes, you could start developing maybe some business, remotely speaking, but then make sure that you have an actual person that speaks Brazilian from Brazil, like Portuguese from Brazil. And uh, last but not least, uh, if you don't want to have this, um, I would say, physical presence from the start, make sure that customer support when you start onboarding Brazilian clients, it's on the same time zone so that you can answer and make sure that uh, you're, you're there and can reassure. And I'm pretty sure that this can actually be a, also a, a differentiator sometimes compared to other competitors. Yeah, that would be the ideal thing, yes. <laughs> um, one thing that I didn't mention, but that can really reunite all of these things, uh, the, is the VIE, that uh, also mm -hmm. you, you talked in the, your podcast mm -hmm. in the first episode. It's a really nice uh, tool that the French government have to French companies um, that uh, that can really reunite this aspect, as I said. Now, so there's a local presence here because we are sending an international voluntary 
in enterprise here in mm -hmm. Brazil. We also have the coaching Business France to help these uh, VE uh, with these cultural differences. And uh, being here, he can meet people personally. He can have a WhatsApp number. He can be available in the commercial hours. So uh, that's a really interesting tool that mm. uh, companies can, can use to explore the Brazilian market and Latin America as well. Mm. No, definitely. I think uh, the VIE is a nice tool to use and, and send. Uh, so it's, it's specifically towards like French people, but to send them abroad on, on a mission between six months to two years, I believe. And, uh, you know, a bunch of advantages where you can cut costs and things. So um, happy, you know, to... To give you some more information, just go, you know, to the Business France like the website. But uh, but yeah, like great tool uh, at least to launch new countries. All right, Danilo, yeah. thank you so much for all your insights. It's now time to go to the last section of every episode: the "Oops, my bad" time. Whoops, my bad. The idea is that it's a few minutes for the guests at the end of each episode to share a setback or a big mistake that has occurred during the the expansion journey i would say so far the idea being yeah. for every listeners to learn from everyone's mistake because you know we don't want to repeat the same right therefore <laughs> do you have <laughs> do you have one story to share with us yes um oh, I, i mentioned that we we must have the balance between the formal and informal and i say that's because I made the mistake of being too formal when I, because, I, well, I made my studies in France and I started working there. So when I came to Brazil, I was uh, more in the formal mentality and I came here without trying to adapt my communication because, uh, well, I, I it was my first time working in Brazil. So uh, I did not have all this cultural aspects of doing business here and uh, when I came here I made all these mistakes I just made so uh, being too formal not and not trying to use whatsapp mm. enough not trying to meet people personally enough mm. and uh, this was all just said it was the mistakes I made so yes I advise people to not do the things I did <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes so yeah that's what this Because I, I really insist in the in the local context aspect, having the, the local network here, using agencies like the the Chamber of Commerce and Business France and, and mm. local network and VEA, all that really needs uh, really helps to to understand these these cultural differences, the and uh, to to reach people directly here and more efficiently with the local network all right well understood and very clear thank you very much for all your your wise advice and i guess i just have to tell you until next time then okay thank you tifano very much for the inviting again it was really a pleasure to talk about brazil and uh well feel free to contact the brazilian business first team we're here really here to to help to remove these obstacles and uh doing business in brazil Perfect. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening until the end. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe to not miss the next one. And please share it with two people in your network. This is how this podcast gets more visibility and can help more of us 
to work on international markets. See you soon!